Hello, and thank you for joining us this week. Once again, this is Stephanie Colvin with LDS Real People Real Lives Podcast. I am playing a song called Everywhere I Go, and I love the lyrics to the song, which ties into our episode. Continuing the lyrics for this song. This is my journey like Israel of old. I need not wander lost, nor seek to find my way alone. His presence before me is all that I require. The Lord is my light, my beacon and guide, my pillar of fire. This is my journey and nothing will I fear. The Lord my God will safely pilot me and keep me my pathway sure. My help and my guardian to the journey's end. The Lord is my light, my beacon and guide my savior and friend i will be strong i will walk unafraid with the lord as my companion every step along the way then come what may i'll live with courage in my heart because i know he is the lord of heaven and earth he is the perfect light of truth and he is with me everywhere i go this is a song that is by i believe her name is sally deford and I just love the lyrics of this song, and it's very appropriate for this week's episode, which is questions and doubts. So again, welcome to LDS Real People Real Lives Podcast. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. We love having new listeners, and you can always reach me through DMs on Instagram, or you can email me at ldsrealpeoplerealize at gmail.com, all spelled out and it is not case sensitive. There continues to be a lot going on in our country with great division amongst the people regarding politics and the COVID mandates and the shut-ins. And this got me thinking about how do we know what the Lord wants us to do? How are we to feel? What are we to hope for? There are so many questions that I have and I know for many there are some doubts And what I want to focus on this week are the differences between questions and doubts when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ, as found in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My hope is for you listeners is that as I share my personal experiences and also experiences from others, that the Spirit of God can work with you in the unique, singular way in which you need it the most. 
So, uh, let's see, a few years ago, I had a phone call with a family member who was explaining to me that while searching for answers to questions that this person had, even though they were lifelong members of the church, they had serious doubts about the truthfulness of the gospel and all we know about it. So much so that they were looking on the internet for answers and, of course, inevitably, came across the anti-LDS information that is found online in great volumes. It is everywhere. After all, Joseph Smith, the great prophet who ushered in the restoration of Christ's church and gospel here on earth, was told, as taught in Joseph Smith History, chapter 1, verse 33, He called me by name and said unto me that he was a messenger sent from the presence of God to me, and that his name was Moroni, that God had a work for me to do, and that my name should be had for good and evil among all nations, kindreds, and tongues, or that it should be both good and evil spoken of among all people. We already know that there will be many who will doubt and even accuse us of being false, that we're liars, and that we worship a different Christ than others do, and more. It's amazing what they come up with when they are so adamant to prove the faith wrong. And this is what happened to my family. They found a plethora of information against the church and the restoration. They had questions about the legitimacy of Brigham Young and all that he did during his lifetime. And I was even told that this part of my family had prayed about it and received their answer, which really, really confused me. Of course, I was floored to be hearing this from someone that I saw as a devout member of Christ Church. I have a lot of respect for her and has always been a great example to me of discipleship. But as I listened to them, the words that came out over the phone, the spirit immediately threw up warning signs and red flags for me all over the place. Plus, I quickly recognized what I call the anti-talk. If you've noticed at all, those who rail against the church, they tend to say the same things and to have the same broken old narratives. It doesn't seem to be anything new. My heart was absolutely broken. I was so devastated as I was finally back in the gospel myself and... I was looking forward to being able to do church things with them, like going to the temple, working on family history. I even went as far to send their child my testimony of being baptized and what they have to look forward to, as well as sending a gift that would represent this time in their child's life. I didn't know while I was doing this and really opening myself up, um, sharing my faith Uh, with this child that they had already left the church and had their names removed because they were hesitant to tell the members of our family who of course are active and um, it just was really strange and it was a hard hard lesson for me it was a lesson of even the choices of God's children can be deceived even those who are anchors and stalwart members of Christ Church can fall to the trickery and lies that Lucifer has perfected over eons of time. He truly is the greatest trickster and con man that the earth has ever seen. So this brings me to questions versus doubts. What are the differences between the two in relation to the gospel of Jesus Christ? 
I believe it's important that we understand this difference between questions and doubts so that we do not fall prey to Lucifer, who is so quick to kick that door of doubt open when you choose to open that doubt door even a half an inch. He is always there waiting for us to falter into doubt. And this is why I love President Uchtdorf's quote, Doubt your doubts, not your faith. Is such a simple phrase that certainly packs a punch. And I think that that pretty much describes the whole gospel of Christ. It's so simple, but man, does it pack a punch. I'm going to be using sources for this particular episode that I found on the church website, which is www.churchofjesuschrist.org. Uh, One is a talk by Brother Adam Cotter that was given in March of 2015, and that is called When Doubts and Questions Arise. The other is a story shared by a younger member in the January 2021 Liahona edition called Waiting for Answers Without Doubting by Amanda Adomako. I'm quite sure I butchered that last name, so please forgive me. Brother Cotter starts off by saying in his talk that when discussing church doctrine, history, teachings, uh, any confusions or concerns, we tend to use doubt and questions interchangeably. And that's something that we need to be very cautious about because there is a difference between the two. It's very important that we understand that these differences um, so that when we come across them in our personal lives, and we, we will, we know how to handle these inquiries. Brother Cotter defined the difference between questions and doubts as this, and I quote, A sincere questioner continues to be obedient while searching for answers. By contrast, I have seen that when people doubt their beliefs, they often suspend their commitment to commandments and covenants while waiting for answers, end quote. What a distinct difference between questioning and doubting that I have never paid attention to before. But with the way things are in the world and in the church today, I was curious about this topic, so I did some research. You see, I followed the formula that we have been taught since the beginning of our discipleship and commitment to Christ and His gospel in church. And that formula is simple and easy to execute. It's prayer plus the scriptures plus the Holy Ghost, and that equals revelation. It reminds me of a general authority telling us to not lose the ground that we have built for our faith, that we need to protect it, even build a fortress around it. This is how sacred and important your faith is, and we must be vigilant. Brother Cotter goes on to say that when we remain active in church, Uh, our callings, that we're keeping our covenants, reading the scriptures, etc., that the questions that come to our minds are just that, they're questions. However, when we stop doing the basics and keeping our commitments and covenants, this is when doubt will start to enter, and that is very much so a slippery slope. It really puts your eternal life and your eternal salvation at risk. And make no mistake, you want to make it back home and live once again with Heavenly Mother, Heavenly Father, and Christ, as well as your family. You will be sorely sorrowful if you do not make it back home. So let us decide now to be vigilant of our faith, 
and protect it with all haste and care. Now, this, of course, doesn't mean that we don't ask questions. God loves it when we ask questions and we use our God-given intellect, uh, even our reasoning, to find answers to His very important and sacred truths. Allow me to share a story with you regarding the young woman I mentioned earlier, Amanda Adamako. She says that reaping the blessings of the Lord requires patience, but as we all know, waiting is never fun. And when she was young, she was anxious for the morning to come. She would stay up at night anticipating the rise of the sun, but often it felt like it was taking forever to reveal itself. So Amanda would even go into her parents' room and ask them if morning time would be here soon, and they always reassured her that morning would come in due time. This seemed to make Amanda feel better, and she was able to sleep after the reassurance from her parents. Waiting for promised blessings can sometimes feel like that. We offer sincere prayer, we read our scriptures, and feel those warm feelings of assurance. But if our circumstances don't change immediately, we can start to doubt that they ever will. Doubts come from focusing on circumstances rather than focusing on our Savior and His love for us. He is always there and He's rooting us on. He's even walking with us daily as a partner to assist us in the areas that we may lack and need divine grace. The more that we can magnify our circumstances and the hopelessness, the more we lose sight of the Savior and the blessings that come from exercising faith in Christ and His love for us. It is so easy to do and can be almost imperceptible. And Satan knows this, and he lies in wait for this to happen. He's always watching, knowing that we are fallen, and eventually we will do something that he can capitalize on to make our lives miserable, even to put us off that very straight and narrow path that assures us eternal life. And make no mistake, you guys want to make it back home. I want to make it back home. Lucifer plants little doubts in our minds, some here, some there, hoping that the pile of doubts he places in our minds will knock us off the path and even our ability to hold on to the iron rod. He delights in this like the devil he is. Inevitably, we forget our eternal worth and how much Father in Heaven loves us and then we get further and further away from that rod and that path. Allow me to share this. Waiting is a part of life. It just is, and we cannot get around it. I have often heard growing up that patience is the gateway of virtue, and now that I'm older, I totally get it. The whole patience and long-suffering teachings, God really knew what He was doing, and waiting upon the Lord can often seem unbearable as we deal with life's challenges and trials. Life is truly hard. We know it's hard, but there are a few things that we can do to help us be more patient and wait upon the Lord without having doubts. The first thing that we can do is that we can look back at those moments when we did receive answers and impressions. Lately, I've been hearing over and over when I listen to the apostles and prophet to remember 
how merciful the Lord has been and to hold fast to those times that he answered our prayers and the special spiritual moments that are given to us. Remember those moments of peace and joy that you felt whispered to your mind and heart. Those very warm feelings that peace you felt were given to you by God, an all-knowing, all-wise, all-loving God that is the Father of your spirit, your first Father. Time passing doesn't change those truths and experiences. And remember the counsel from the apostles. Embrace your sacred memories. Believe them. Write them down. Trust that they come to you from your Heavenly Father and your Savior, Jesus Christ, and let them bring patience to your doubts and understanding to your difficulties. I have done this most recently while dealing with an uneasiness that I have felt. It's been so long since we've been able to attend church here in California. Thankfully, my husband holds the priesthood and can give our family the sacrament, but going to church is what kept me rooted and active. It always felt like a sing-song experience going to church, and my spiritual and temporal batteries were recharged. Now it's been about nine months, and I do wonder sometimes, you know, the thoughts that cross your mind in a nanosecond, so it's a brief thought. But I do wonder sometimes, is my Father in Heaven okay with who I am and what I've done in my life? Is it satisfactory? To him my repentance does he love me and then I do what Amanda has mentioned in her testimony I remember all the times that he answered my prayers times that he even helped me to hear him and feel his spirit and the love that he has shown to me it unfailingly gets me through the inevitable questions that come across my mind and I have to be very active about protecting myself from any sort of apostasy and remaining rooted in the gospel. Then, of course, making sure that those roots go as deep as I possibly can get them, and it takes a lot of work. Being a disciple of Jesus Christ isn't for the spiritually and mentally lazy at all. My faith is one of the hardest attributes I've ever worked for besides being a good mother. By focusing on the Spirit and those things that we know to be true, Our doubts will fall out of focus, and we can have the confidence we need to move forward with hope. And I also want to encourage you that when you pray, ask Heavenly Father to help you prioritize what's important in your life, and that what you don't need and is unimportant will just simply fall away. That has worked well for me, and I really appreciate God's guidance. The second thing that we can do is that we need to remember that to receive personal revelation, we need to be willing to proceed with an eye of faith, despite not having a perfect knowledge. After all, isn't that what faith is? As moving forward and being believing without having a perfect knowledge? Just like Amanda always had to wait for morning to come, we can realize that even as we wait for promised blessings, there is preparation to do small steps to take, and knowledge to gain in the meantime. As we wait, we can continue learning and striving to be worthy of the blessings that are in store for us. And finally, 
we can keep an eternal perspective, bearing in mind that some blessings come soon, some come late, and some don't come until heaven. But for those who embrace the gospel of Jesus Christ, they come, as Elder Jeffrey R. Holland of the Quorum of Twelve Apostles has taught. God expects us to have enough faith and determination and enough trust in Him to keep moving, to keep living, to keep rejoicing. The Lord's blessings always come just like the sunrise each morning. Look to eternity instead of tomorrow. Let us remember Nephi chapter 15 verses 7 through 11. And they said, Behold, we cannot understand the words which our Father hath spoken concerning the natural branches of the olive tree, and also concerning the Gentiles. And I said unto them, Have ye inquired of the Lord? Now this is Nephi talking to his brothers. And they said unto me, We have not, for the Lord maketh no such thing known unto us. Behold, I said unto them, how is it that ye do not keep the commandments of the Lord? How is it that ye will perish because of the hardness of your hearts? Do ye not remember the things which the Lord hath said? If ye will not harden your hearts and ask me in faith, believing that ye shall receive with diligence and keeping my commandments, surely these things shall be made known unto you. Now there's a couple of things that I would like to point out from these verses. First is that Nephi asked them if they have prayed about their inquiries and they tell him no. Heavenly Father cannot answer unasked questions. Second, before the Lord can answer our questions, we need to do the very minimum and typically it's these four things. Number one is soften your heart. Number two is to ask in faith. Remember, even the faith of a mustard seed can move a mountain. Number three, believe that you will get an answer. And number four, be diligent in keeping the commandments. You know, faith plus obedience equals receiving revelation and blessings. Obedience just kind of takes that whole experience to a whole nother level. Um, Heavenly Father, just like us parents, love children that stay within the rules and the commandments because they're there for their safety and obedience is always rewarded effort is always rewarded so going back to the story of my family members they haven't come back to the church at least yet they are living their lives very much out in the world we love them and we accept their agency we do our best to welcome them and make them feel wanted I love them so much and I do want to spend time with them. I pray that they will come back into the fold and have a great awakening in their souls and hearts. And this will most likely not be answered today, tomorrow, or next week, or even next month. But I do know beyond any doubt that Father in Heaven will make sure that we are all happy in Heaven and that Christ is the great equalizer. I would never want my family to be somewhere that they don't want to be. So I patiently wait for an answer based on my faith and confidence in God and His beloved Son. And I would like to leave you with this verse, Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Be strong and of a good courage. 
Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. I have loved, absolutely loved doing this podcast. I will do it until there's nobody listening to this podcast. It is my sincere effort and desire to look beyond my sphere in this world and to help you maintain the ground of faith that you've built and to stay solid, to stay active, and to also be a child of God that he can have confidence and faith in you. Remember to stay faithful and please do be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. God bless and much love.